lives they lived. I was listening to the New York Times Daily Show uh, on my way into work this morning on my four-block walk and was really struck with the mood of that show this morning. They were talking about an issue of the magazine that they do every year called The Lives They Lived, and and they encourage the listeners to close out the year, coming into a new year, considering what has happened over the course of 2020. Over the course of the last 12 months, my personal life has been marked by stark, stark dichotomies. Um, Coming into 2020, losing my first grandparent, my grandmother, who is very close to my family, especially around the Christmas holiday. And in the process of losing my grandmother, I got very, very close with my grandfather. I was the closest, geographically speaking, family member to the two of them. And they were both in their early 80s, early to mid 80s. And I had the just incredibly fortunate opportunity to spend a significant amount of time walking through the final days of my grandmother's life to the point of holding her hand as she passed away uh, one wintry Friday evening immediately after seeing a beautiful sunset and then was able to start to walk through what it meant for my grandfather to lose his wife of 61 years. (laughs) Um, And it was really, really challenging, obviously. Not to mention, you know, he's 85 years old going into 2020 or 84 going into 2020 and then hit with this pandemic. Not only has he lost his wife of 61 years, now going into lockdown is completely isolated. Early on in COVID, my other grandmother's health started to tank, which if you knew my other grandmother, you know that she's the most spry, energetic person you'll ever meet. She's more energized than I am. Uh, Unbelievable uh, woman that was strong, lively, um, had beat cancer in her late 70s, early 80s. Um, unfortunately it came back with a vengeance and took her away from us early on in, um, kind of the, the life in the pandemic. Um, then most recently on November 15th, my, I was finally able, well, back up for a quick second. I was finally able to see my grandfather. Um, again, in the fall, we dropped off some mums, my wife and I, and which was really a special time. 
uh, get to getting to see him and talk with him after only talking with him on the phone from March until September or February until September. Uh, really special to see him again. And I was so looking forward to spending time with him at his dinner table, hearing his stories. This man was incredibly admirable in the life that he lived uh, as a graduate of Ohio State University, son of a, an immigrant um, German. Uh, you know, his grandfather grew up in Germany, um, became a pastor. His father, after immigration, became a high school football coach, investing heavily into young men and a math teacher. And then my grandfather going into the army as a tank commander in the Korean war. <laughs> the stories are, will blow you away. He taught Elvis demolition and destruction at a fort in Texas. He had an incredible career as a salesperson at Lincoln electric and sold most of the welding projects on the Chicago skyline signed his name on the top beams of the skyline was flown in for documentaries about that skyline and that beautiful city. And not to mention his incredibly entrepreneurial spirit since age nine years old. Anyway, the lives they lived, uh, the New York times podcast this morning, asked for everyone to reflect on who we're leaving behind in 2020. This year has been just marked by incredible grief and anguish and bereavement. And I definitely have felt that this year, especially in these past couple months. So on November 15th, my Grandfather was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. He was mowing his lawn at 85 years old, a pushing push mower up steep hills and said, oh man, I'm a little out of breath. <laughs> and that subsequently initiated his rapid, rapid decline until he passed away at the beginning of this month. Um, There's so much complexity uh, to life and there's so much dichotomy in life between the mistakes, the bad decisions, the successes and the great decisions. And I'm sure as you reflect on anyone that you've lost this year or maybe in previous years, you can remember that dichotomy today. I'm thinking a lot about the complexity of my three grandparents now who I've lost in the last 12 months, the complexity of their lives and how I will carry their legacy into these coming years. And I wanted to comment on a couple of those specifically just because it's most raw, my 
grandfather, my paternal grandfather, uh, and the complexity of the life he lived and how that legacy so clearly is playing out. He was a man of tradition and was incredibly focused on ensuring that tradition was upheld and was a very conservative individual. Um, and out of that was an incredibly hard worker. He was marked by his work ethic and he had such a, an incredible profound effect on my father and I in our professional lives, especially. And since this podcast is labeled business over breakfast, I'll probably focus mostly on the business life. He started his journey in his career at nine years old, um, delivering newspapers between four and four thirty AM every morning from nine years old through high school, every single morning delivering his newspapers on his route, uh, following world war two. Then at nine years old, he also was a part of a program called victory gardens. So 50 by a hundred plot that you could grow vegetables. And at nine years old, he would be contracted to grow and sell these vegetables, um, in these victory gardens. At 10 years old, his school needed some hamsters for a lab. So being entrepreneurial, he bred them and he had leftover hamsters. Now think about a 10 year old that, you know, what they would do with leftover hamsters that they bred. Who knows his idea, bring them to the local five and dime and put them on consignment. <laughs> and have the local five and dime sell these hamsters on consignment. And for those of you who don't know, that means he owns the hamsters, they sell them and he gets, and they get a commission for selling them on consignment. Unbelievable. Then at 12 years old, he bought this contraption to carry ice cream, made an investment in his business, first business here. He bought a contraption to carry ice cream on his bike that he was using to um, deliver newspapers and would ride his bike around the local neighborhood and sell his ice cream to the kids in his neighborhood. He then diversified his business at 15 years old and became a Cutco Knives salesperson and would go around and sell these knives to people who had bought his ice cream for the past three years. Um, he actually sold some of these Cutco knives at 15 years old to my grandmother. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, he would also help his father sell encyclopedias door to door and initiated his career as an entrepreneur salesperson. 17 years old, he started selling encyclopedias himself and then graduated high school. He started selling life insurance 
um, at a, for a company headquartered in Philadelphia. Uh, it was later bought by Nationwide. And it's so funny whether or not this is exactly true or not. I think it's, it's an interesting memory that he had. He said at 17 years old, he was selling life insurance to the same families that bought ice cream and Cutco knives from him. And I think his perspective and the many, many things that he taught me about business was focus on the relationships, focus on building those relationships and be patient with those relationships as you invest in them. Um, I think that that is such a important example that he left and um, a really great testimony to doing business well. Um, he also later in life was very committed to family um, and wanted to be there for his family later in his life, which was another great example and legacy that will live on. Um, and I just think about the complexity of that, of his life and how I want to, um, just continue that legacy. It's just incredible you know, to think about, um, and ponder and remember the life that he lived. He, on one of his last calls with me, I was able to record the call and I'm going to play that recording for you here. Uh, a piece of that recording about a minute or so of that recording. think that's pretty incredible how he attributed that strength that he had to his faith. Now, remember, this is a man who knows for a fact that his days are numbered 
in the sense that we're looking at days instead of weeks at that point. Um, and here he is talking about how faith is what makes him strong. And I think that is the number one thing that each of my grandparents, you know, my grandfather included in that recording will leave behind is their legacy of faith. And I'd encourage you to reach out to me via LinkedIn if you are struggling this year after loss or after um, just the maybe near-death experiences or isolation or lack of community and are looking for answers, I'd encourage you to reach out and I'd be happy to talk with you and that is part of the complex life that I live and the legacy that I will be carrying for the loved ones that passed away in my life this year. <laughs>